0: Well now that most of our annual solemnities have for the most part been celebrated and completed there's still a f- couple of a lef- couple left but uh, you know the minds and hearts of the Christian faithful are beckoned to remember the mission that they have been tasked and I dare I say rewarded to witness to every everywhere and to everyone with the teachings And sanctifications our Savior first revealed to us to be, as Saint Paul said, vessels to bear this treasure. Though ordinarily at this time of year, when school has concluded, vacations are being prepared, and uniquely in this in our own point in time, we begin to experience the long desired relaxation of protective, and social guidelines, we should be cautious. Cautious to remember that we are still on mission. That does not stop ever. Our vocation to be obedient disciples never takes a break. As they used to say in seminary, however cliché, you may have a vocation to take a vacation, but you can never vacate your vocation. That cheesy, but it works yeah but and to help us to remain attentive, you know we we're fortunate to return to familiar metaphors in the scripture lessons that illustrate the church's boundless and providential care. These are the parables that we hear Jesus speak of frequently on the kingdom of heaven. What shall we compare the kingdom to? Or what shall we compare its, its development to? I suppose you could say. It's one of the, uh, These are some of the richest ones that we have. The, the ones that speak of development in an organic fashion. The man who scatters the seed and he has to trust nature to do its work. He doesn't know how the plants grow. All he does is scatter the seed, cultivates the ground, waters... But he's not the one who forces the growth to take place, but waits upon it. And furthermore, as you know, the, probably the richer and more remembered parable, we turn to that image of the, of the mustard seed, the smallest of all. Smallest of all seeds. If you've ever seen a mustard seed, I hope you get a chance to. When you break open that little pod, if you break off a little piece, you break, off, uh, break open that little pod, It looks they're smaller than pepper flakes. It's just one of those little flakes will grow up to be a refuge for all kinds of birds and all kinds of animals. Though it's a beautiful metaphor, you know, we, as we listen to our first, uh, first passage in Ezekiel, we realize that that that's a figure of speech, that metaphor, is not altogether original to the Gospels themselves. All the same, still inspired by the Holy Spirit. But that uh, that image of organic growth goes back to the prophets who preceded Jesus, and Ezekiel is one of them. In his poetry, he speaks of it quite elegantly. The words of the prophet foreshadow when he speaks of the um, speaks of that tree that um, the cedar upon which you know, that that branch will be severed. You know, he speaks of the time in which the, the uh, upcoming domination of the northern empire of Babylon will overtake Israel. That soon the, the, the uh, new world power will overtake the chosen people and they will be dispersed from Jerusalem, their old, um, their old fortifications and, and uh, uh, the old citadel will be destroyed. And they'll be sent into a new captivity which will last for at least a couple of generations. Not as long as the Egyptian kept captivity, but certainly long enough. This particular uh, tactic that uh, the old empires, or at least uh, these new empires in, under Babylon the Assyrian Empire, this particular tactic that they you know, took upon themselves was pretty shrewd. And that's when they conquered, rather than... Simply putting all of their enemies to the sword, and or even just keep them suppressed within their homes, as was common in the Book of Judges, they uh, they took upon themselves a more sophisticated means of a lasting conquest, assimilation, and eventually it later became a pretty effective method in which the Roman Empire developed. In that. Uh, in that uh, method, rather, um, rather than uh, put, um, rather than risk the dev- um, the growth of future generations to rebel, they would rather disperse them so much and just kind of absorb them, integrate them into the uh, the uh, multi-varied, you know culture that Babylon was. So that's rather rather than put everyone to death, or you know, they just allow them to disappear, disappear organically. But if we look um, carefully at the oracle that Ezekiel gives, it's rather remarkable. The Lord promises uh, through the prophet that though Israel will be cut off, so to speak, that branch, like that branch that is severed from the cedar, it will not be assimilated, but rather the other way around. The branch will be severed, but it is indeed transplanted. And God's influence will only grow and expand through the world. Though that that separation is indeed tragic, the rebirth will be miraculous. Something to keep in mind whenever we face trial or tribulation of our own in our own time, that rebirth will always, by God's grace, Be rewarding beyond measure if we continue to trust in Him. Just as you know, as uh, Ezekiel Ezekiel promised that Israel would become a great nation once again, and we see that exhibited in the prophet Daniel. Keep in mind now that assimilation, this uh, integration, that the the power of integration that the Lord works through His Church never ends. That's the means, the most powerful means probably by which the Lord works, His, uh, the exercises uh, His grace of, uh, grace of mission. Evangelization occurs not by cutting off the world or separating it, but allowing it to be absorbed by us. Earlier today, we had kind of an example of that. Earlier this morning with the, the passages included from included uh, I think it was the fourth the fourth chapter of Luke where our Lord, you see our Lord evangelizing for the very first time at the age of twelve when he's found in the temple. Notice first, if you I encourage you to go back to this story, but notice that Jesus is not the one who is pouring out answers, but he first listens and he evangelizes by asking questions this assimilation that the church has been blessed with doesn't spread by way of the sword but by the spiritual sword of the word of God and not by convicting souls but giving them conviction as one uh, close friend of mine once passed on a, a unique proverb to me, probably one of the most memorable proverbs I had in my formation. He said, true wisdom is not knowing the right answers to give, but knowing what questions to ask. That should be a thought we carry away in this 11th Sunday of Ordinary Time. We are still on mission, but let's be mindful of how effective we may be In that mission, let us not convict hearts, but give them conviction. Thanks be to God.